start broadcast button and the hangouts be like, you're about to go live. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I clicked the start broadcast button. So I assumed that was going live. Welcome to the According to Sources podcast. This is your host, Andre Williams, joined by Robert Tate. Robert, say hi to the people. What's up, people? All right. We ain't even going to go through this bullshit. Um, before we get started, you know, you know we don't do podcasts a lot. We know this, whatever. But before we get started, um, we're, today we're going to talk about the Bulls, you know, what we normally talk about. But before we get started, I want to throw out a rest in peace to Fife, uh, Fife Dog, man. Uh, he passed away, I believe it was Thursday morning or maybe Wednesday night. I can't remember which day he passed away. Anybody who listens to hip hop, you listen to Tribe Called Quest, you know, I mean, you know, you're an 80s baby. You, you listen to Tribe Called Quest. You grew up on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know who uh, who Fife is. You know what he was about. So we throw a, a rest in peace to Fife Dog. And I know I listened to a hell of a lot of um, Tribe uh, the following day while I was uh, sitting at my desk working. It was pretty much uh, Tribe all day. So rest in peace to Fife, man. And, um, in addition to that, black men please, for the love of God, take care of yourselves because that brother was very, very young and um, his inability to, I mean, he had diabetes and it was probably his inability to take care of himself with that, um, with that disease is what, you know, led to him dying. So black men, for the love of God, take care of yourselves, go to the hospital and actually listen to them. So with that being said, I am ready to fire the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> get rid of all, get rid of the whole, the whole, the whole organization. The whole organization from top to bottom, and just to piss Bulls fans off, you want to know what? The only person I would keep is Fred Hoiberg. He's the only motherfucker I would keep. Just to piss y'all motherfuckers off. You know what? Chicago so that's not culpable. At, he is at this not point, culpable, really. and I'm trying to get this through to Chicago Bulls fans. It's like they Especially don't people. Yeah, it's like they don't remember last year the same shit happening with this same team. Shit. The exact same stuff. The only difference and then, is not even in, in, in not even just in the playoffs. The like whole it, year. It, 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 it was in it was throughout, you know, after the season after December, started. After December. Yeah. They won the game. They won the game against Houston. And everything from that point forward was downhill. And y'all yeah. act like y'all don't remember that. Y'all are the biggest, most ridiculous group of sports fans I have ever seen in my entire life. I wrote an article about two years ago where I said the Chicago Bulls front office and Bulls fans deserve each other because y'all are part of the same fucking problem. The Chicago Bulls front office so consistently overvalues their players to the point where they never make a move because they always felt like they had enough. And y'all are doing the exact same thing. Fire Hoiberg. Then what? Then what? You keep Felicio? You keep Bearstow? You keep Snail? Do you realize that in two games this week, we started, or two games this season, we've started a guy named Cameron Bearstow and a dude named Cristiano Felicio? Two people yeah, that shouldn't I mean, even be much, in the goddamn NBA. As much as I, you know what I, I, I think Felicio has a has a spot in the, in in the league. Bearstall definitely as, as fucking a, does. Felicio is is your third big man. Yeah, he but, cannot but, be starting. But Bearstall has no no reason. Bearstall should never and be in the goddamn. I know, league. and like I said, I know that I'm not. 
you know, I, I, I'm not confident 100% in what Fred can or can't do. I, I don't, but I just don't know. I don't know, but I do know that that was a mistake starting him that game. And I was yeah. pissed when I heard about it. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Why is he starting him? Because he wanted to, he wanted to bring Portis off the, off the bill. It was something like he wanted to get his his energy. His, his, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, 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 Fred, no. You're the I'll first round. You're the first round pick. You start him. I, I would start him, but I'll say this about Bobby: he's been an absolute train wreck. He's been about dumpster fire <laughs> since about me. I tell you what: I take his dumpster fire over Barristol's dumpster fire. I would too. But nevertheless, like th- these are the things. You know, he's a rookie coach. There are things that he's going to do. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be questionable. So I actually learn, learn he's things. still learning. You know, yeah, he's still learning. There, those are things that you expect from him, right? So, but what what I don't expect to see is a team that doesn't even care. But unfortunately, that's what, that's what I, what I don't, don't understand about that. That's what, but team, that's man. what I do expect from this team because I saw it last year. I said last year, right? That it the Bulls look like a team that is going to work. Like they look like there's no casual Friday. I think I said that last year. There's no casual Friday with the Chicago Bulls. There's always suits and ties. It's always buttoned up, you're stiff. Nobody ever looks like they're having fun. I said that last year under Thibs. So nothing changed. Like, and Bulls fans are under this impression that Fred Hoyberg has somehow came in and coached the team to lose. Get the fuck out of here. The Bulls got lucky last year. The Pau Gasol played well over his goddamn head for the entirety of the season. Pau Gasol was an absolute offensive monster. Barely got injured until the playoffs. That has not happened this year. Not only is he not as good as he was last year, he's been injured now. The same thing for Jimmy Butler. And, every, and, every, and everybody else hasn't been as good either. Yeah, the same thing for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a better basketball player last year than he is this year. And not only has that been the case, he's also been injured. Nikola Miritich was a much better basketball player last year <laughs> than Nikola he was again. this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he is, not only has he been worse than this year, significantly worse, he's also been hurt. And Oh, just to throw in another goddamn hitch in your plan, he's been hurt at the same time that Jimmy Butler has been hurt. And then when you actually have something going on, you have all these injuries, you have a rotation that's working, Etwan Moore is your starting shooting guard, then he goes and gets hurt. You tell me how that is coaching. Please explain it to me. Please explain to me how Thibs is going to come in here and coach, because this is all this is from Chicago Bulls fans. There's people oh, yeah. piling for Thibs. Thibs was not going to do anything. And that team quit on him last year. They quit on, on the all so mighty Tom Thibodeau. They quit playing for him in that game against Cleveland. It's like people forget that. It's like, like, like that, like they forget that. I mean, they, they, they were, guard packs was resigned to bring back the exact same team, the exact same team. So if the, the the exact same team from last year quit on the coach, they quit on him. The coach that they'd had for years. So why why would you think that, well, you know what, we'll just try again? No, you're doing the same thing that the front office is doing. 
They you want, are. Back, <laughs> you want to bring back the same people and do it all over again. That's no. what's insane to me, that the Chicago mm-hmm. Bull fan doesn't realize like, you're complaining about the front office, but you're literally doing the exact same thing. It's not the players, it's the coach. It's, it's Tibbs. I mean, it's, it's Fred. Fred it's, not doing. Fred. it's not Fred. They, they don't got, run they, Fred's shit anymore. They run it's crazy because it's crazy because um they, they come up with these stats or you know not even these stats but just these these statements that be I mean you hear you know whenever they they play together what was it it was just a couple weeks ago or a week ago maybe that it was like the first time the whole the starting lineup. It was like played. one game. It was yeah. like one game. Yeah. And it, it was like the first time all year they they was all on the court at the same I think they, they might have won that night, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, they were one and up. With uh it was like Jimmy, that. Derek, Mike Dunleavy, Taj, and Pal. And that was like the first time all year. I was like, wait. I remember we were saying that same wait. goddamn thing what? last year about how good the yes. was when they had the front when they had the starting lineup. <laughs> the problem is they never had the starting lineup. And they're on the floor together, which is why something has to change with these players. And like I was thinking about this the other day. I will I will ride for Derrick Rose no matter what. He's not the same player. He well, not even like not even that. Like I I'm I'm okay with his game and, and what he's able to do and what he's not able to do. But I'm not what I'm not what I don't like about him is you know I know his personality is his personality that you know that's fine. It's just that he doesn't have that that leadership quality that he needs to have that he need that this team needs. That's what I, to, that's what I mean by him not being the same player. Yeah, he just he, doesn't have it. He just kind of he goes about his business. He he's more of a you know hey watch what I do, you know you know watch what, what he I used do. to do was so spectacular. Right, right. That it, that but, it now, it's, it's just, but now it's yeah. just, it's just okay. okay. It's just okay, and you know you can't blame him for that because he's had catastrophic fucking injuries. Yeah, but this this team needs they need they need and they that's need not him. They need they need I know they need they need I was gonna say I was gonna say he they need his his ability with Noah's head. Like, could yeah. you imagine Derrick Rose's ability with the heart and the the fire? Of, of of Noah, I mean, you can win. You, and there's, there's a such thing as willing your team to a to a win and firing the guys. And he does it. He'll he'll do He'll you'll watch him and he'll do some shit. Like even now, and he just goes down the court. Some amazing shit. And he just kind of walks away. It's like, no, dog, you need to fire up the your team. You have to. It it you know as corny and, and as cliche yeah. as it sounds, it is they need that, and he doesn't do it. And it, it's it's sad because they need that. The fight at their coach, who I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, their He's coach. Well, I'm not 100% blaming who I'm not 100% letting off the hook, but he doesn't bring that either because he, he, he wants to keep a cool, yeah. a cool head because of his, you know, his condition or whatever. Yeah, he also, yeah, he doesn't want to kill over and on, the, fucking on die on the, on the sideline, which, which is, I, cool. I get that. That's fine. I mean, they, but they they used to because. I, I think for all that for all that don't know, uh, we're talking about Horberg Hor- is a, a, multiple heart surgery. He's a, yeah, he has a heart condition, so that's why he doesn't wear a tie because you know he wants to be loose because he doesn't want to have a heart issue. Which he just didn't he have it replaced or whatever. A couple, yeah, uh, he had a valve before or something like that. Yeah, had, so. yeah. But the thing is, I I, I think I'm going to piss some people off here, right? 
I think Tom Thibodeau gets way too much credit for what those Chicago Bulls teams did, in particular um, the second, the meniscus tear. The first. He's getting he's getting especially more credit now because of what this team is doing now. You want to know what though? He gets way too much credit, and Joe Kim Noah doesn't get nearly enough. Nope. Joe Kim Noah, offensive dude. Yeah, Joe Kim Noah was the engine that made those Derrick Roseless teams go. It was not Tom Thibodeau. I love Thibs. He's a great coach, but if you don't have great players, no coach is good. Go look at what go, go look at what um what San Antonio did the first year. Uh, 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 uh your boy was the coach. Go take a look. I can't even think back that far. It was ninety because he had fired. I I want to say because um, he I, came I down like, to coach, right? Yeah, he came down to coach. He had fired. Uh, was it was it John Lucas? He did, I think it was John Lucas. I think he fired John Lucas. Um, so I think it was the 90, 95, 96 season because you know that was the season that David Robinson had really really hurt his back, and uh, uh, they ended up obviously getting. Uh, Tim Duncan the following year. So whenever Tim Duncan mm-hmm. came into the league, look at the year before that with no David Robinson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No Tim Duncan. You know, it was just a bunch of garbage ass players. And I want to say, let me see what they did that year. That year they ended up going. What did they get? Uh, twenty. They went twenty and sixty-two. With the old so great Popovich, right? He's great, right? Was he great then? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's an honest question. Was he great then? He couldn't have possibly have been great then, right? It's not possible for him to have been a great coach with a team that went 20 and 62. Why did they go 20 and 62? Why didn't he coach him up? Because that's what everybody seems to think is, is, is going to happen. You're going to coach these guys up. You're going to coach a team with uh, with lack of, of depth and no talent. Just coach them up to wins. They should have won 50, 50 fucking games that season. They had the great Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich went 17 and 47 that year. They got rid of Bob Hill. He got rid of Bob Hill because he started 3 and 15. He stepped down. He went 17 and 47 with a terrible goddamn roster. Let's look at this roster. You had Corey Alexander, Greg Anderson, Joe Courtney, Vinny Del Negro, Sean Elliott, Darren Hancock, Avery Johnson. Get the fuck out of here with this goddamn team. <laughs> so, you know, coaching can only take a team so far. And then it becomes about the players, right? Um, it's and like I asked a couple of people the same question, like because it's funny what a good coach is in a league to certain people. Like OKC just won their fifty first or fifty second game like a couple of games ago, and Billy Donovan is a bad coach. <laughs> so what the fuck is a good coach? So what they're telling me is that that team is good because they have good players. It has nothing to do with the coaching, right? That's what you're telling me. That team has won 50 games this season because they have Russell Westbrook and they have Kevin Durant. So on one hand, it doesn't matter that Benny Donovan is a bad coach. He has great players. 
the Bulls don't have great players, and somehow it's Fred Hoiberg's fault. Something doesn't like it, something doesn't add up in the logic that I'm getting from from fans when it applies to what a good coach is and what a bad coach is. I was told all up and down that 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 Black was a terrible coach. They went to the fucking NBA Finals last year. So once again, you're telling me it didn't matter that he was a bad coach. He just happened to have a great player. The Bulls don't have any great players. They don't have a great player anymore. Derrick Rose is not a great player anymore. He's a really good good one. Really good. (laughs) That's it. Derrick Rose can be the starting point guard for an NBA championship winning team. But he cannot be the best player anymore. Anymore. And he's the best player on the Chicago Bulls. I know you guys love Jimmy, Jimmy, this, Jimmy, that. Derrick Rose is still better than Jimmy Rowe, uh, Jimmy Butler. Because if Jimmy, was, if Jimmy was so good, he would <clears throat> he would recognize that as the – at this point, I mean, does Jimmy play the two? He's, he's playing the two, right? He's the two guy. So he would recognize that, you know what, what I need to be able to do is shoot. My point guard can can break a defense down. And kick it out, and they don't run this for Jimmy at all. They only run it for Powell because Powell's the only motherfucker that can shoot. Can shoot. He can break a break. He can break a defense down, and he can kick it out. If he was breaking the defense down, he had a two guard that was like because that was a light shooter. I mean, they they would be a, a whole lot better. But instead, he's breaking it down. He has to kick it out to his center, or, or whatever the hell Powell is at this point. Really kick it out to him. Kick it out to him. Where if he misses a shot, you don't have anybody to rebound. Yeah. It looks like there's a barn burner going on in Kansas Villanova right now. Yeah, I figured absolute incredible basketball game going on right now. Yeah, I figured that one. If Kansas loses game, I mean, not that my brackets were anything to to, to look at anyway, but if they lose this, I've lost both of my final my. My championship teams, unreal. Yeah, you can forget about it. But, um, yeah, but the you know back to the point of Derek, the team, he's just not good enough anymore, and that's Oops. okay. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say that he can. I mean, there's a good possibility that. With the trajectory that he's on, the next year Derek will be an All Star game. There's a good, part. I mean, you know, granted he stays healthy, that's possible. He's, I mean, the way that he's been playing basketball lately, if he does it for an entire season, yeah, he'll be an All Star game next year. But he, he's not. He can't be the best basketball player on your team, and um, and expect to do to win the championship. Oh, you gotta have a wing player that's your best player. Yeah, because typically in the NBA. You your point guard can't be the best player on your team. You just can't. I mean, with outside wires, of Magic Johnson. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a cat that's seven feet tall playing point guard. Or or <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Though, like, those are like outliers. Normally, the best player on a team is yeah, but they, like, like, even Isaiah had, center. He has such dope players around him, though. Yeah, the Bulls had that, that situation where they had really dope players around Derrick Rose. And I, I, to this day, I believe in 2012, they would have won the championship if he didn't tear his ACL. Um, I, I stand by that to this day. They had the perfect team. 
to beat Miami that year. You look at what happened against uh, the Boston Celtics. Miami ended up going seven games with them and uh, and dispatching them in seven. And that Boston team was dead and over. They were over with. The Bulls were like the Boston Celtics on steroids that year. Um, so I think they would have actually beat them that year, but it just didn't happen because for the obvious reasons. But now you have to start looking past that. You know, you got to start looking at what you can do to get better as a team. And, you know, you can't get better as a team if the Chicago Bulls front office takes the mindset of the Chicago Bulls fans. Like if the Chicago Bulls front office goes, okay, what we're going to do here is we're going to once again bring back the exact same team, but the only thing we're going to do is we're going to get rid of the coach and bring in a new coach. Like what? Like it doesn't change anything. The players are still not good enough. This is what you guys aren't understanding. They're try not hard team, good man. enough. You had the, you you had this try hard team that doesn't that was, try hard anymore. That was, yeah, was egging out fifty because they can because they've done it. They've done enough of that. It's been years of that, and 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 how the front office couldn't understand that is beyond me. You had you had a try hard bunch. We've been talking about this shit for years. And the reason why we've been talking about it for years is because usually, typically, if you do have the try hard bunch that's been winning fifty games, you usually get to the wall that is fucking LeBron James, and then you realize, you know what? We need more talent. We need we need we need we need more talent. And they they felt like what they were bringing in was enough talent, and it wasn't. It, it's not. It wasn't. Like you know, you look at the like I I really really do think that Doug McDermott is gonna be a, is gonna be a really good basketball player in the league. Um, huh? I don't think I think Doug McDermott is gonna be a really good basketball player in the league. I don't think he'll ever just as long as he can continue. No, no, not at all. As long as he can continue to play with confidence. And but Kansas just gave up the game. Unreal. Good job. Good job, Bill Self. Um, <laughs> That makes me feel good. I went to Illinois. <laughs> fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> but you look at what you look at what they gave up to get Doug McDermott and the players they could have acquired. Um, uh, Yerkich from Denver, Gary Harris in Denver, Rodney Hood, who's in Detroit. Um, did I say Detroit? I meant Utah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. For some reason, I was just thinking Stanley Johnson. <laughs> I don't know why. But uh, Rodney Hood, who's in Utah. Thank God. Um, you look at the Marquise Teague uh, draft pick when oh you could have had Draymond Green. You, you look, look at, at Tony Snell when you could have had Hardaway. You could have had Tim. You could have had Tim Hardaway Jr. Or, I, I, or who I had my eyes set on that draft for Georgie uh, Jane. Or him. They needed a big man, and I, I figured when he when he was still there, I'm like, cool. That's what they gonna grab. That's who I wanted. I had been watching Louisville they went, games they went and got, all seasons, and they went and got a cat that whose name I didn't know. Nobody had never who, heard. I had to Google. And who I had to watch videos uh, on Draft Express about to see who to the hell this guy was, what his game was, and I convinced myself. I remember watching yeah, the videos. I got he might going, be good. Okay, he can shoot. It's a long dude. You know they need some length because they love small 
fucking guards. Yeah. But, you know, they they bring in the cat that's, you know, supposed to be six, 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 seven, whatever. Cool. And he, and he can shoot. All right, cool. They, they need that. No, they needed a big man. They still need a big man. Years later, and they still haven't gotten one. Nope. They could have got one, but they traded 18 draft picks for Doug McDermott. <laughs> well, you could have got your shooter and your big man. And and had some depth so that when Powell goes down, you bring Yurkich in, um, you know, and start grooming him. You got Powell down, you got Joe down. Now you got a you got a young big dude that you can bring in, and, and, with Bobby. Now you got a you got a young center and a young power forward, as opposed to having a young power forward and basically that's it. Like the Bulls aren't young anymore. Nobody on that team is young, um, with the exception of of Jimmy Butler and Doug and Bobby. And Jimmy's not young anymore because he played under Tom Thibodeau, and he's not young anymore because he he's playing like a he's playing like he's still playing under Tom Thibodeau. Because wow. another thing that we should talk about is about how somebody needs to save him from himself. Who? By, uh, Jimmy. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Even like Jimmy told you, Jimmy told you at in the, the beginning, beginning of the, of the season. season. I he want to play the game for a bet. He told I got you with my goddamn for a bet with my trainer. He told you, he told you then, and I said it then. I'm like, that don't sound right. That don't sound good. You don't need look to in today's athlete. Today's not not athlete. Today's NBA player. There's no reason, unless you're 100 healthy, unless you're fucking you know Steph Curry or somebody, and you're you're only you're playing. Never playing. Yeah, you're chilling. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason for you to play every game of the year. LeBron doesn't do it. Nobody does it. Nobody on the Spurs does it. There's no reason for it. 82 games. We've all we've all come to agreement that 82 games for any uh, NBA game uh, season is too freaking long. So you don't have to play every game to prove anything, Jimmy. What are you talking about? Why? (laughs) <laughs> we just had this conversation last year about about Tibbs, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We just had this. You, I don't know if he was among the players that wanted him gone. Look at him. Apparently, he was. Look at this shit. Look at these fools. Mm-hmm. Don't put your heads down now, assholes. But we, we just had this conversation last year when we was like, "Look, Tibbs, you don't need to go balls to the wall every fucking night when you're winning by twenty sick guys down." And now here it is, the next season. You got your, you know, one of your your best players talking about. I got a bet with my trainer, and I want to play every game. No, you don't fucking need to. <laughs> what are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? God, are you out of your mind. Have you lost your goddamn mind? You, you think you help? You think you, you you think you helping us if you out there and you're only scoring twelve points? Man, I I don't I don't know. I I but know. I, they need they they need fucking talent. Give me give me a small forward that's dope, athletic wing that can run the floor and shoot the rock a little bit. Um, Rodney Hood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rodney Hood. He can run the floor, shoot the rock a little bit. You know, defend a little bit. He's a big a big wing that can get out there and defend some of these bigger wings that where you don't have Jimmy doing it every single night. Um, 
you know, uh, like a Justice Winslow, you know, things like that. You know, I was thinking about it more and more with the way that the season is gone, and now that I want everybody gone, they should have traded Jimmy to uh, to Boston for them goddamn uh, draft picks. That'd have been great. They should have traded Jimmy to Boston for those uh, draft picks. They should have traded Powell to um, Sacramento for some draft picks. They need to trade Derek if somebody will take him. There's some draft picks for him. They need to get rid of everybody. And like I said at the beginning, fuck you Bulls fans. Keep Hoiberg and get rid of all of the players and the front office. Do that. Do that. Because it, <laughs> it, it is egregiously irresponsible for the way they put him out there with the team that they gave him and expected him to be able to succeed. The coach is supposed to be able, is supposed to put the players in the best position to succeed, and it is the front office job to put their coach in the best possible position to succeed. And the front office has failed. They brought back Aaron Brooks, who, I mean, Aaron Brooks wasn't all that great last year, but he was just good enough to be to win you some games. Aaron Brooks has lost multiple games for the Chicago Bulls this year. By being a minus player, just constantly every, almost like every game. Small ass fucking guards, man. I don't understand that shit. No, um, it is it's a, it's a prereq. A prereq to a be a prerequisite guard to to For be. The Bulls, you got to be five ten. It's like, well, you backup guard now. You're too tall, bro. We we need we we need five we nine need, guys in here. We need the smallest possible guard imaginable. It's not like – like you already got a starting point guard who's only like 6'2". So, like, you should try to, like, come off the bench with, like, a different like – like a change of pace or something like that as opposed to coming back, like, even smaller. Like, it's stupid. Um, I, I think, you know, for Nico, I'm, I, I want to say that he's a bust. I want to say that he's a bust. But Ooh. the thing that's keeping me from saying it is that a lot of players in that second year? I was gonna say it's gotta be the worse. Thing, right? Yeah, a lot of players in that second year are worse. So I'm not going to call him a bust yet. But what Nico needs to do over the summer, and if I'm the Chicago Bulls front office, everybody, monkey, monkey I'm telling him, you are not playing in the Olympics. One, you are not leaving the United States. Two. And you may not ever be able to leave this goddamn uh, facility until we see you put <laughs> on at least 15, 20 pounds of muscle until we see you come back with a completely reworked jump shot. Like, there has to be some serious. This, this flimsy shit you're doing ain't working. Calibration for his game. His game needs to be completely recalibrated because what happened. And I know that you, I know that you, you Hoiberg creators think that he's coached, he's, he's coached uh, uh, Nico to a worse, a worse year. But no, that's nah. not what happened. What happened nah. is Nico is doing the exact same shit that he did last year, and people have film on him. And they're not falling for his shit. And neither are the referees. This isn't Hoiberg coaching him down. This is him not coaching. This is not him not making himself better. That's what happened. I know you guys want to blame Hoyberg for everything. Hoyberg has made everybody worse. No, no, no. He hasn't made anybody worse. There's, there's perfectly good reasons why some of these guys are worse. Like you take Powell, for example. He's a year older. If you expect the Powell to be 20 and 10 this year again, well, I got a bridge I want to sell you. <laughs> because you're a fucking moron. It was, what, uh, the, uh, what are the Bulls expecting to do next year is the question. I don't know, but they're they, 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 they going to pay them $20 million a season to do it. 
fucking idiots. Look at his knee. His knee is about to explode now. And the Bulls are <laughs> the, the Bulls can't wait to jump at the chance, at the opportunity to overpay him a whole bunch of goddamn money and ruin any potential chances of anything the franchise may have. Because it and all hope is not lost with this team, but you know, they have a lot of holdovers from an era that does not work in the league anymore. You know, so you have big men that can't run or can't shoot. Um, mm. The big man that you do have that can run, he can't shoot. Taj, have you ever seen Taj try to shoot a three-pointer? I don't think I've ever seen him hit the rim on a three-pointer. I don't even think I've seen I, him hit the rim. I, I, I don't think I've seen him take one. I've seen him take them, and they've all been air balls, every last one of them. Uh, you have Joe Kim Noah, who's the good defender, but he can't. He doesn't have any offensive game, and his knees are all messed up. You have Pau Gasol, who is the offensive guy, but he can't play any defense. Like that's not how the NBA works anymore. Your big man has to be versatile. He has to be able to shoot. He has to be able to defend multiple positions. The Bulls don't have a power forward like that, or a center like that, or a player like that. Like the the closest thing would be. Like if they got a shooting guard and a um, small forward and started making Jimmy Butler play a power forward, like that would be, like that would be the closest <laughs> thing to <laughs> because they don't they don't have anybody on their team that is as versatile as the NBA dictates you should be. Like even San Antonio Spurs has a guy that's ridiculously versatile and and, and Boris Diaw. The Bulls don't have one player on their team that is nearly as, as versatile a player. As Boris fucking Diaw is, that's a problem. We're not even saying he had, that they need a player like Draymond Green. They could, if they had Boris Diaw, they would be significantly better. At least he's a big man. He can shoot. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can defend multiple positions. Even even at his, even at his weight, he still defends multiple positions. He can pass the ball. The Bulls don't have that. He rebounds well. He posts up. He shoots. He does every goddamn thing. The Bulls don't have a single player like that. That is a problem. And that is not a coaching problem. That is a personnel problem. I don't, I mean, I'm trying to get. Somehow we're not, we're not, we're not seeing that though. Yeah, people are not seeing that. I'm still getting stuff on the Facebook page where people are talking about Fred Hoiberg this and Fred Hoiberg that. And not one person has said anything. Well, what, only one person has said something about the front office, but everybody else is just talking about Fred Hoiberg. And I'm like, y'all are the problem. You're the problem. If Bulls fans don't complain enough about the front office and all they do is, hey, we're going to keep firing coaches, then we're going to get a different coach every goddamn, like, we're going to be the Sacramento Kings, like, everything is the coach's fault. And you keep the same players around. That's stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. You guys need to open your fucking eyes and see what the true problem is. It's not a coaching issue. Fred has his issues, but all first-year coaches have their issues. I said it earlier. Billy Donovan has coached his team to 50 wins, and people think he's a bad coach. So there's always going to be these issues with these first-year coaches, especially the ones that's coming from college. They have to learn the NBA game. You don't learn that in a year. It's like you don't expect a, a, a college basketball player to just come in and be dominating. Like, that rarely ever happens. You don't see college players come in and just start dominating the league. Like, that is a very, very special subset of players that, that actually come in and do that. 
So why do you expect a rookie coach that comes from college to come in and just be like, okay, everything I'm doing, I'm drawing up is going to work. Every fucking play that I put on is going to be perfect. Like that's not how things work. So for you to just think, okay, we're going to fire this coach after his first year is stupid. I don't judge anybody after their first year. Damn near, I don't judge many people after they second. Like, well, could you imagine that at, at your job? <laughs> could you imagine that your job? Like, let's extrapolate this shit down. Um, <laughs> it's like after your first week of fucking up, they'd be like, "No, nah, dog, you fired." Like, that's what y'all are asking for for Fred Hoiberg. It's been one year; and he's just not a good coach. I've argued with this dude on Twitter nonstop for like a week about this. <laughs> like, it's been nonstop about Fred Hoiberg this and Fred Hoiberg that. And people keep telling me, which is pissing me off, that the Bulls have the same team this year as they had last year. And that is bullshit. This is by no stretch of the imagination the same team. And this, and then I've also heard people tell me that the injury situation is the same this year as it was last year. That is bullshit too. Absolute positive bullshit. Only two people on Chicago Bulls team are slated to play more games this year than they did last year. And I'm not counting Etwan Moore because he barely played last year. So we're talking about Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson. Everybody else is slated to play less games. Tell me why. Tell me how that equates to things being the same. It's, it, it's not possible. It's not possible for the two things to be the same. So you can't judge them like that either. You can't just try to put one season up against another and be like, well, the only difference is the coach. That's stupid. That is the most rudimentary way of judging anything. Just doing the side by side and saying, well, this is the only difference. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> I know y'all are smarter than that, man. I know y'all are. I'm a Bulls fan and I'm not stupid, but some of the shit that y'all are saying is absolutely stupid. Fred Hoiberg is not the problem. He's a symptom, but he's not the problem. The team is the problem. The lack of lack of NBA talent is the problem. Lack mm-hmm. of NBA depth is the problem. And the lack and, of a know, he, NBA he, he, he and Fred is not able to get out of what the, this group, what Tibbs was able to get in his first four and a half years. That's that's fine. That's fine. These are not his guys. Not, 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 not everybody could. And yeah, it's, it's understandable because you gotta you gotta also realize that a lot a lot of those teams that you know Tiz was getting stuff out of, he was catching these cats in the beginning stages of getting something out of them. Yeah, like yeah. that's that, another thing. They were, they were still young, still fresh and young, and young legs. Like Taj, so you can get cats to to you know you can you can you know hell Fred got. I would I would argue that Fred got more um, out of McDermott. McDermott to play. He got he got he actually him to made play. him into an NBA basketball player. He, he looks told him, like he told him, him look, you know, you you can play, so you know, just play with confidence. So he he did that. But some but, but those other, are the things that people don't look at. But some of these other cats are just older, and there's only so much you can get out of these dudes, man. You know, with all the cats that's not moving around on defense, they just they're just standing around. So, but, but I want somebody to tell me how is that Fred Hoiberg's fault? Do you think he's in there coaching them to not play defense? He's out there saying, fuck defense. I just want you guys to run and shoot the ball. They know what they're supposed to do. They're not, not doing it. They've, they've done it before. 
And the thing that people are not realizing or even remembering is that this slip hey, started last year. Real quick, are you watching this Andre Ward fight? Uh uh-uh. uh. There's some hitting going on in this fight. Ward is is this this boy this boy is is giving him some work. He's not, Ward knocked him. It's a HBO. Um, well, uh, Ward knocked him down a couple rounds ago, but they they a they are exchanging some hitting going on. I don't even know who this kid is, but he he giving he giving him some work. It's only in round six, so. Good. I get a good, good opportunity to watch a little bit of this fight thing, but it, it, you know, I'm I'm glad that, that we, that, you know, we've gotten on this podcast and talked about it a little bit because I, and I saw your tweet where you were like you were ready to blame Fred, and um, I was like I was hoping at this point I have to give him him some kind yeah, of blame. Yeah, I can't. Of, I can't. Yeah, like I, I said, I can't. I, I don't blame him like I, I waited. I waited all season. Because I was I was I was okay with not blaming him in the beginning and saying you know what he's a new you know new rookie rookie coach, but you know just some of it though I mean he you know he, yeah, since he he, is, his he is the coach he's he is the coach so yeah, I have he has to, to, to take give, I have to give him some blame so that's why I said yeah, I'm, ready, but, I'm ready to give him some blame now I wasn't yeah, at first definitely but now I am him. you definitely can but him his coaching is a very very small part of the problem oh yeah right like, oh, yeah. and i don't think you can only, you can, you can only coach mediocre mediocre uh nba talent, talent. or hell you can only coach ghost talent <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, because when, when i, I think a lot of people on. think that Thales was coaching like talent level like this no 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 you had nate robinson you had marco bellinelli you had a, a healthy joe kim noah Healthy Taj Gibson, like nah, he wasn't coaching teams with this Healthy severe Luol. lack of talent. Healthy Luol, uh, actual uh, uh, living Kirk Heinrich. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't coaching teams yeah, that were living. this devoid of talent. He was coaching teams that were devoid of Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's it. That, like yeah, that's the only thing he was missing. Yeah, the uh, beast mode. That's all he was missing. All he was missing was Derrick Rose. He was not missing talent. The whole team. So the whole team is of untalented. He wasn't, individuals. he wasn't starting cast like Bear style. Bear style. He never had to. And another thing is like people are saying. Uh, I, I, I've gotten into an argument on Twitter about about Jimmy Butler and I've I've read or or heard on Twitter and I've read people say that that Fred Hoiberg is 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 overplaying Jimmy Butler. And it's been likened to what Thibs did with Joe Kim Noah uh the the Charlotte game, the forty two minute overtime game, meaningless overtime game that pretty much ruined Joe Kim Noah's career. And I want to call bullshit on that. Two completely different set of circumstances, first of all. One, one person was completely cleared to play basketball. The other person was not completely cleared to play basketball. The damn sure wasn't completely cleared to play 42 minutes of basketball. Two, (laughs) that Chicago Bulls team's uh, record and seating had been set. That was completely meaningless. 
a completely meaningless basketball game. They knew that going into it. This Chicago Bulls basketball team is fighting for their playoff lives. So there is no way that you can relate those two things to each other. <laughs> I think people are more so, more so relating it because after he came back from that, that uh, yeah, he played the minutes. He played he, those he played thirty something, thirty something odd minutes, and then he ended up missing thirty nine. He ended up missing the next game. Yes, he did. His, his knee swelled up again. Now, as as the coach, when they tell you that he's clear to play, you play your player right. If you're you're fighting for the playoffs, they tell you this guy's clear to play, and your playoff seating is set. Why? Like it, it, it's not the same to play that guy forty two minutes in a game that meant absolutely positively nothing. I just feel a like the, situa- that- the, the situations are just so different because you at that point when it, when he wasn't playing cats like Tony Snell and uh, who else wasn't he playing? It, it was like Tibbs was, it was like intentionally not giving not other guys a look. That's not the problem with Fred Weinberg. He's giving guys a look. Like, give me a look, man. Just give me a look at least. Like, at least let me show you that I can play a little bit. Like, like Tibbs was, was specifically not giving Tony Snell any run when when we all thought that he could be a viable option. You know, when we thought that. I mean, at least give a cat some consistent run. Tony Snell got consistent run this year. And he consistently and he wasn't fin- bad, that he wasn't he good. Fin- yeah, he finally showed you that, all right, I'm not, a, I'm not an NBA player. You know, at least not for this team, I'm not. So – you know, it, that's all you ask is to give Cass run. And Tibbs wasn't doing that. And we all agreed that he wasn't <laughs> yeah. doing that. Except, you know, there's all the smart asses that were saying, you know, if all your hopes and, and, and dreams are lying on this, you know, player X, then, you know, that's a problem. No, we're not saying, no, we're not saying that. We're just saying give other cats a run. <laughs> give other cats a run. <laughs> give them some consistent run. In order to get, to, to get cats rhythm, they need run. It's just it's really that simple. And Fred is out there. He, he he gave Tony Snell as much opportunity as he could possibly get. This cat was starting. This cat was starting. He lost his starting um his starting position because he's garbage. Um, and another thing, like when we're talking about the talent on this team, like man, I think Bulls fans psych themselves into believing that they have a better team than they actually do. Like you won fifty games last year, so you think that you have a good team. No, the Bulls were not a good team last year. They were just better than the other teams in the East. Hmm. That's it. That's all. They were also, they were also healthier last year, man. They, they were so much no, healthier Rob, last year. No, Rob, I was told <laughs> that injury situation. Let me see if I can find this tweet. I want to find this tweet. I want to read it because I was told specifically that the – that the Bulls' um, injury situation was the exact same this year as it was last. I'm, I'm gonna find it. you can keep talking. No, I'm gonna find this tweet. You best believe I'm gonna find it. I also just saw something. Uh, I didn't read the article. Somebody just retweeted something about uh, the uh, you know blaming the injury, you know the injuries this year on on Tibbs, and you know somebody was calling trying to call bullshit on it. 
Didn't you? Didn't you? I, I tweeted that. I tweeted that uh, like three weeks ago. I was like, "Is there a such thing as residual thibs injuries?" And I was, I, was I just saw, I just saw it like two set, like like three minutes ago. Let me see if I can pull it up the article. Yes, somebody was like, um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody was like, uh, I, I, "I come on, dog, you can't be serious." And I'm like, um, like I'm kind of like I'm just joking, but not really. Like, is there like it could really be a thing? Like, it's residual injuries from so many minutes playing under him. I know I coined the term th- the thibs, but I'm coining the term residual thibs. I think that's a real thing. Here's the thing. He said, I said, um, uh, I tweeted out, Fred could obviously be better, but this roster is really, really bad. No amount of coaching can change this. And then I got a tweet where someone said, um, what did he say? Uh... Same exact roster as last year, which isn't true. Won 50 games, same injury situation, which also isn't true. None of that is true. It's not the same roster. It's not the same injury situation. In two completely different seasons under two completely different coaches. That's why I said it's dumb, or I don't want to say that it's illogical to try to place two seasons against each other and then to say the only difference was the coach. Because that's that's just not the truth. That, that's not the truth. I mean, just say you don't like Fred Hoiberg. I'd rather you just say that, and just say you really wish they hadn't fired Thibs. I wish you would rather. I would much rather you said that, as opposed to trying to find some pseudo reason for why things are not working out for this team when the the truth is right in front of you. Oh, the Bulls shit. players are telling you. Yeah, I saw that. Wait. Yeah, body shot. No, he said it was a low. No, he said it was a low. No, they said it was a low. Yeah. But I think we, uh, I think we've pretty much said everything that that needs to be said about this. I was just uh, checking out the what I was talking about this this tweet. Somebody was talking to Hoops Critic, and I, I guess the the conversation I, I didn't I didn't backtrack enough to see what they were but they were clearly talking about tips though. So he says, uh, you know, made them play hard. What are you looking at? This team is broken down because of Tib. Front office sat down, sat on roster too long. And then Hoops Critic yep. replies, he, he says, this is new. Blaming last year's coach for this year's injuries. Do we want to pin the JFK assassination on time too? No, but I, I, I do think it's possible that you can – that a team can be broken down by the previous coach. Why? Why roster, is that? So, why is that such a hard thing to grasp? That these players say. I mean, you you say it all the time. You you. I mean, apparently he said it in whatever tweet he was responding to. You know, he said, you know, when he says made them play hard with a question mark. So apparently, Hoops Critic was saying that Tibbs were getting these these guys to play hard. You don't think that maybe possibly. Maybe grinding was, those dudes he into <laughs> playing them. He he was getting them to play really really hard. And we loved it. Of, outside of yeah, because they were fucking they were winning fifty games and they were you know grinders and all of this. They were remember those first few years of Tibbs and they were scoring eighty fucking points a game and winning. Do anybody remember that shit? Nobody remembers that. They were like the top between them. It was Derrick Rose and a bunch of defensive players and rebounds. Yeah, they they, they were they were they were fucking winning games, but with eight was scoring only scoring eighty five points, and um, they were like number one, number two, or whatever, top three in the league in defense. Defensively, 
and rebounding. <laughs> the offensive rebounds because they missed so many goddamn shots. But everybody was playing like 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 Lou Aldane has just now recently recovered. Uh-huh. From it the took stage. a while. It took a while. <laughs> we, I have Mike assumed that wherever he was going to go, he was going to go and he was going to be the Lou Aldane we had been seeing here, and he's going to be dope. And he he fell into a black hole of oblivion. For uh, what he was two seasons? A lot. Yeah, the first year when he went to Cleveland, um, and then the he ended up going to Miami. yeah, going to Miami. Uh, last year he wasn't really good in Miami, and I want to say for like the first half of this season he wasn't that great. But lately, Lou Aldang, like I want to say maybe since like December, maybe January, Lou Aldang has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I would, awesome. I, would say, I would say maybe maybe January, maybe late, maybe maybe even late January when they when they lost uh when they lost uh Bosch and he stepped in and he's been playing great. Yeah. He's been playing great basketball, and it took him a while to get over like, to just be normal again. Like his body, like, like I don't think people realize like. Tom Thibodeau you know tried to kill him on the court, and then the front office tried to kill him off of it. <laughs> you know what? What's crazy though? Oh my God! Why would he swing like that? You know what's crazy is that the the narrative when he went to Cleveland and wasn't playing well was because he wasn't playing with Tibbs anymore. Yeah. That was the narrative. Not that he was a broken down player that was on a verge that was on the verge of dying. <laughs> it was because yeah, yeah, he wasn't playing with talent. Tibbs. Because he was he wasn't playing with Tibbs anymore. He wasn't in nah. Tibbs. He wasn't like, in the system. It's way too much credit given to Tom Thibodeau, and not—I mean—he motivated those guys great. But those guys had to actually go out there and do the stuff, right? And when you do like, like Tom, like Derrick Rose played his ass off that first year under Tom Thibodeau and won MVP. He played his ass off for the majority of that second season. And I feel like had he not gotten hurt, uh, been as hurt as he was, he probably could have won back-to-back MVPs because he was playing just that well. And the Bulls were winning just that much. But it took a toll. Like, all of that playing hard and playing through took a toll. Same thing happened to Joe Kim Noah. Uh, same thing happened to, to Lou Aldang. He just happened to get with a team that manages minutes a little bit better than Chicago Bulls does and actually cares for their players. The same thing happened to Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson is not the same Taj Gibson. He doesn't jump as high. He doesn't run as fast or as hard. He doesn't slide over as much. You know, people blow by him a little bit more. That's from playing hard for so long. That's not a detriment to Thibodeau either. It's a, just a fucking fact. Like, nobody's blaming Thibodeau for that, for making his guys play hard. But there are consequences to playing that hard for that long. And the Bulls are in the middle of figuring out exactly what those consequences are. It's a busted-up Jimmy Butler. It's a busted-up Joe Kim Noah. And it's a busted-up Taj Gibson. That is the consequence of playing so hard for so long. For so many years. That's not a knock on Thibodeau. It's just what's going to happen. Like, you can't play football for a whole bunch of years without there being consequences to that, right? You can't can't play any sport for a bunch of years without there being consequences. 
And the same thing, like, and if you play especially hard, the consequences actually just happened a little bit earlier. Joe Kim Noah's knee fell off. Taj Gibson's athleticism went <laughs> and it looks like Jimmy Butler is in the middle of figuring out what the consequences are for playing so hard for so long. Uh, nobody's blaming Thibodeau, but you know, I think that those consequences should be acknowledged. And I also think that as much as you want to blame a first year head coach, I think you need to give him a little bit more time to learn the NBA game. And that you definitely need more than one year to do that. And I think you need to allow for him to actually get guys that are going to run his system. Like I said, they haven't been running his system. I want to say since like January, maybe even December, they've been running Tom Thibodeau stuff. And because the players are just more comfortable with it, but I, I can almost assure you that Tom, that, that Fred Hoiberg isn't, I'm, I, he's probably not all that damn comfortable with running somebody else's stuff. He probably wants to run his own stuff because he feels that his stuff can work. And the Bulls don't have a problem with scoring points. Their problem is not being able to stop anybody. And they can't stop anybody because they got a 37-year-old uh, center who can barely <laughs> run. Um, they, they, and when they had another center who could actually run and who was starting to get better, he ends up getting hurt one and then comes back and getting hurt again and he's gone for the season. And, you know, Taj is the only halfway decent big they have that plays defense and he doesn't play defense as well. He just doesn't. He can't. There's certain guys he can't defend. He can't fucking defend Porzingis. He can't guard. He can't guard Porzingis. Are you kidding me? He was was running, blowing by him like, like he wasn't there. Blowing by him, shooting over the top of him, basically doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. Because he's seven feet taller than Taj Gibson. He like you gotta <laughs> stack another Taj Gibson on top of Taj Gibson to reach up to uh Porzingis. So like you can only ask so much of him, and right now they're asking everything of him. You know what I'm saying? Then after I say that Taj is a bad defender, it's like you can't expect for him to do everything. And right now, the Bulls are expecting for Taj Gibson to do everything. And in some respects, it's not fair. Taj is gone. As much as I like Taj's heart, you know, over the past few days, he's he's spoken out and said the stuff that's made the most sense. Even Jimmy's Jimmy's quotes tonight have have been garbage. But Taj's quotes over the last couple days have been real. Have been. I've been spot on. You know, hey, we were losing a trash team. We're embarrassing. And I don't we're know, embarrassing. I don't know what, what the problem is or why, you know, we keep we can't keep saying the same the same shit. We can't come in and keep talking point. to you guys and saying the same thing. We can't do that. He he's speaking real. And got all these other stupid quotes coming from cats like Jimmy Butler about his body and and, and, and not yeah, his, his and, mental uh, Derek had a quote a couple of uh, games ago, uh when he was just like, Man, we gotta come in here and play some fucking defense. Like, I want to hear that. I don't want to hear all this nonsense about looking in the mirror. I'm, 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 I, what would what, what Jimmy say? I'm hurt. Um, I'm, I, I know I'm hurting the team. Wait, yeah. what? You know that, then sit your ass the fuck down. Sit your ass down, then. What the fuck does that even mean? I want to hear that you are embarrassed of what you're out there doing. And, and, and if the truth of the matter is you don't know what the problem is, then say that. Don't tell me about how you need to figure it out. <laughs> tell me you don't know because you clearly don't. You don't know what the problem is. But I think they all know what the problem is, but obviously you can't say it because these are your teammates 
The problem is they just don't have enough talent. That's the problem. And there's only one way you could you could fix that, and that's by getting rid of a vast majority of people. I've, I've said it. The Bulls can only keep at a maximum five of these players that they have right now, and that, that that's maxing out. Um, you can keep Derek, and this is me. This is me. This is me going. This is the real. Like obviously, I don't want to get rid of everybody. <laughs> like you can keep Derek. You can keep Jimmy. You can keep Doug. You can keep Bobby. You can keep Nico. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe you can keep Etwan Moore if you think he's a good backup shooting guard. So at the maximum. I was just, re- just reading something where if they give him if they give him the you know you know money, you know, that they're they're basically handicapping themselves. But you have to get creative then. You, you, you gotta get creative then. You gotta do something. Make some then trades. You can't keep him. Yeah, I just, I just read yeah, like you can't um, keep earlier. You got to let Joe Kim Noah go. You got to let uh, Pal Gasol go. Yeah, that's what it was. It was uh, if they give Noah the money and then no, nah, Noah's out of there. I know. I'm, I'm, Noah just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, for for instance, if they decide to do that and then more, and like, that's it, basically. Yeah, you can't. So you, you, so you can you, only so keep you, your so own so players you, at that point. So you, so you would be doing it the same thing all over again. Yeah, you be bringing back the same thing. That's why you can't keep either. Uh, Gasol has to go. Joe Kim Noah has to go. You have to give. You have to open up that money to see what you can do to get younger, quicker, better. That's what you do. And if you don't do that, if that does not happen, if by some ridiculous stroke of bad luck next year I see Joe Kim Noah and Pal Gasol in the Chicago Bulls uniforms. Then I, there's no other course of uh, course that I could take besides murdering Gar Foreman and John Packer. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the only that is the only go. course of action that I could take. They, they, they gotta go. They gotta go. They gotta um, go. That's it. We, 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 look, I, I tried to reason with you guys. I tried to I give tried, you an opportunity I, you know, to do better, and you wouldn't take it. So now. Gotta go, <laughs> but I think uh, I think we said our piece about the Bulls, man. Um, it's been a fairly disappointing season. Um, uh, I, I've been the only the only good thing about the season is being able to see Derrick Rose come back to some semblance of himself and become a good bas- become a be- become a good NBA basketball player again. I, I think this is this is the this is the role that me and you have been talking about all season. That you know, this was the year that it was going to take for him to get himself back into the thick of things. It's going to take some time, and he's starting to show you that. That look, you know, I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I had to miss a couple games this year because, you know, after not fucking playing consistent basketball for three years and having multiple surgeries, this is just what it is, and yeah. that that's fine. And now, you know, you I, I'm I'm assuming that next year it will be filled next with year, the moment he took the won't, step. It won't be as many nearly as many in, injuries and you'll just have you know consistent 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 play. You just need something you need something else though. You need some defenders yeah. in here, 
You need you need, you need better wings, some better wing players. People that can run with them. You need a big that can I'm run. I'm glad they're going to the lottery though. Yeah, because they can find a young player that they need. Hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we, we putting that shit that in the hands. We putting this in the hands of the the, the two goofballs Goobers. in the front office. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking fucking goobers. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you guys get the point. Uh, everybody's not going to agree with what we say, and that's fine. Um, I, I definitely invite anybody who has something otherwise to say. Oh, shoot shit. me an email at according to sources at gmail.com. I tell um, you what, you want to agree with me? Kiss my ass. How about that? Well, you kiss my ass too. But <laughs> I would like for you to come on the podcast and just, you know, discuss it. I like discussing. Talking about things is like my favorite thing to do when it's something I'm really interested in. So if you disagree with me, shoot me a message at accordingsources at gmail.com or send me a message at A2Sources on Twitter or hit me up on Facebook. It's according to sources. Um, you can get in contact with me in those three ways. Um, hey, maybe we can get, we can talk so we can holler at Adam Silver and see if we can get him to rig the draft again. Like how so we got Rose. Maybe. Like, like, like how we got Rose. If we can get him to do that for us. Hey. At this point, I take I take Simmons. I take Buddy from Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma. a 20 on it. What you got? I, I, I could check the MTN. I mean, he don't need that much, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, $30 would be good. That's cool. That's uh, all they need. But before we get off, um, I do another podcast, or I have been doing another podcast before I, did, I, did, I started doing this one. It's called the ETMF Podcast, right? And that podcast, we talk about video games, pop culture, um, politics, movies, comic books. We talk about all that stuff. But that podcast is actually turned into a podcast network. Podcast network that the Coordinate Sources is actually part of. Um, we have a couple different people on that podcast network now. Obviously, ETMF, Coordinate Sources. We have a, a podcast that's devoted to music. We have two uh, beautiful uh, young ladies that talk about everything from movies, music, pop culture, just like feminine issues. Um, they're pretty dope-ass women. We have another podcast called Curses and Cursive. This is a dude who's just going to be ignorant as hell. Um, <laughs> that's what he's doing. And another podcast that's devoted to just movies is called E-Man Reviews. He's a dude. He's a guy from Chicago, brother from Chicago. Deep into the uh, critic scene in uh, Chicago, he goes to all of the movies. Um, before they come out, he gets uh, screeners, gets to watch the movies, and get, he reviews them. I say all that to say this: check out the ETMF podcast. This is ETMF podcast network production. I am Dre. That is Rob. This is according to sources. We are out. Peace. Peace.